Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to Russell Rock with Rick Connor. What the F was that entire freaking promo about? Mark Kalbacher. She's like the James Ellsworth of women. And Corey Castle. I look like Paul London and Brian Kendrick mixed. Corey Castle isn't here. I am here. I am here. And and Rick Connor isn't here. Hey, 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 as he would start the show. Hey, 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 welcome to Russell Rock. I'm Corey Castle, and this might be, this might be the second, maybe the second episode of Wrestle Rock that's that's been hosted without Rick at it. That for sure the first one since we started recording from our own homes. Uh, when we used to re- record at the studio, there was never an episode without him. Whenever we recorded here, when there was never an episode without him. So. So uh, bear with us. Bear with us. We're doing what what I'm deciding to call a, a takeover. We're hacking into the feed. Rassel Rock is Rassel Rock is coming at you without Rick's without Rick's availability because Christmas has got him running around like crazy. So here we are. We wanted to we wanted to present you with a show this week, and we didn't want to get we didn't want to skip another week of of the show for the. The vast majority of our humongous, our humongous net of listeners who just love to listen to the show. And they love our dynamic and our opinions about pro wrestling, and here we are to deliver them to you. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird without Rick here. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get the production value. You're gonna get one still image that says Wrestle Rock that's behind us. If you're watching on YouTube channel, youtubecom slash, uh, slash Wrestle Rock. Or if you're, uh, you know, if you're on YouTube already, anyway, go to YouTube.com/slash/CoreyCastle and subscribe to my channel. You don't, you don't get all the, uh, all the grumbles in the background too when he's trying to set everything up. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this? Ah! I, I, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of. Now, I, I know you said you didn't watch it fully. And you said you only watch clips, but for sure, Winter is Coming is something that is unavoidable in talking about when it comes to wrestling podcasts for the week. Oh, this, this, uh, the Daniel Bryan match? Dan- Daniel Bryan That's and Hangman Daniel Page. Daniel. No, hang- Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson. American I'm in my, I'm in my, Dragon. I'm in my sick person sweater today. <laughs> Did you steal it from a sick person, or is it yours and you're a sick person? I'm a sick person today. <laughs> so, what what did you get a chance to check out, Mark? Uh, I saw Brian Danielson versus Hangman, Hangman, but it was only the what like ten minute clip they put online. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I saw, saw the match. Uh, I just have this thing about Hangman, and the same thing I have with Kenny Omega. Uh, Hangman uses the buckshot lariat too much. And I think Kenny Omega uses the V trigger too much. So like near the end, everybody's all getting excited. And it's like, dude, it's like the fourth buckshot lariat. Like I can't get excited over this anymore. Like, but I've also like, I'm probably, I believe me, I had a dude flip out on me last week. Cause he's a, uh, he's training to be a wrestler and he's a huge hangman fan. Okay. Who, who, who's, who's this person? Where's he training? And, uh, and why did he flip out on you? Because he's a he's one of those dudes like he's not a wrestling mark, he's an AEW mark. Like, mm. 
he doesn't he doesn't watch anything but AEW, and that's all. And like you know, WWE is the evil corporation now, and like everything they put on television is not good, and blah blah. It's like, dude, you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, WWE puts a lot of garbage out, but like that whole Paul Heyman, uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar thing at the, you know at the end of the show was awesome. Yeah, man, uh, incredible, incredible. Um, the the storytelling and the emotions, the the performances by Paul Heyman, they're they're just unmatched. Like nobody else can have. You know what? Oh, I'm talking about the evil empire that is the WWE. I might as oh, but we're gonna get shut down because AEW marks, uh, AEW marks aren't gonna listen to our podcast anymore because all we're talking about is WWE and uh, Roman Reigns. Because you know that's all we're talking about really, as far as when it comes to SmackDown. Because you, uh, you break down that whole entire, you break down that whole entire segment like. Roman Reigns, like, digging into him, like, you know, all the things that led up to right then and there when it happened, like, you know, Brock coming back to SummerSlam when his suspension was going to be lifted, all that stuff. And then, you know, giving the big hug and telling me he loved you and Heyman doing the whole, you know, sniveling, like, I love you and all that stuff. I the, thought it was really well done. The only thing I disliked was that Brock hit the F5 too many times. And that, that's the same thing with the Buckshot Lariat. Yeah, yeah. Brock, Brock hit the F5 too much. I'm, I'm like, this move means nothing. This move means nothing. You hit it too many times too often. There's, and, no, in, there's no impact to the move because they keep doing it over and over and over again. Right, right. You, you watch a Kenny Omega match, and I got to listen to Excalibur screen V-Trigger like 30 times in a match. And then Dave Meltzer's on there on you know online the next day giving it a, like a seven and a half star match. It's like <laughs> thirty V triggers. Like, well, like, I, I mean, get it, I get it. You like the storyline, but like when it comes to actual wrestling, it's like, come on, man, like do something else. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Hangman Page is very, very much improved, but I still don't think he's the guy that they think he is. That's me. But, you know, you have Brian Danielson in there wrestling against him. He, Brian Danielson can make it look like a star no matter what. Dude, he, he elevated Hangman so big. Like, he Hangman has never been as big of a star as he was after that match, that he held his own for 30 minutes against Brian Danielson. And that's... I mean, <laughs> leading up to it, leading up to it, uh, Brian was like, all right, well... You know, I won WrestleMania, and and then I was on. I was wrestling the next day. The fact, like, the fact that Hangman wasn't wrestling the next day, <laughs> kind of like didn't put him on Brian's level at all. And then, and then, and then having this match, it, it kind of showed the opposite of that. Put him a little bit on Brian's level, but at the same time, he's not the kind of champion that Brian's been in no, the past. No. He's, he's not the level of wrestler. He's not the level of the character. Right. He's Brian Danielson. He's a Virginia cowboy. I, I don't get, I mean, what? What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't been to Virginia in like 20 years. Like, I couldn't tell you. Is there, the is there, is there cowboys in Virginia? Not that I, I remember. I don't know. I, I don't ever, I've wrestled in Virginia a bunch of times. I've never seen cowboys in Virginia. But I mean, I politicians. <laughs> What's that? There's a lot of entitled politicians in Virginia. That's about it. Yeah, well, you know, also... He should have been like the Senator Page. <laughs> the, the, the Councilman Page. Council, 
<laughs> you know, you know, it's weird going into the story of it, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. But going into it, he was like, he was like, oh yeah, the you know, the, uh, I think everyone can relate to me, like him go him talking about it and being like, oh, he took out all my friends, and I think everyone can relate to me. Like, no, not everyone can relate to you, dude. You're, 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 uh, you're handsome, and you're getting the push, and. Uh, no, no one. That doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah, and your uh, your dime store cowboy shirts. No, oh, yeah, no way can relate to those things. It's a. <laughs> it's like you'd wear that to a NASCAR race, maybe. Not even, dude. Maybe a rodeo if you were actually riding the bull. I don't. I, I don't get it. But like I said, like it was. It was a good match. Uh, I think the wrong guy won. Or not one. I, I no one won. No one. He got the belt back, but uh, I really think I really think Brian Danielson. I think they should have like. Oh, he will. He will. They just. But the thing is, man. I said. I said watching it because I. I watched it with my girl, and she's not a wrestling fan, really. And when we're watching it, I was like, I don't think they're going to ha- having this be like Dan- uh, having this be. Uh, Hangman Adam Page's first title defense, right? Like he, he they're not gonna have him lose it that quick, no, because he no, just wanted to have full gear, right? I think they just had to play off the like. I really think that right now Brian Danielson is red hot, and it's like you have a chance at AEW. Like they they try to pretend that they don't do the stuff, but you really have a chance to like really stick it in the WWE by having a guy who's a headlining WrestleMania as their world champion. You know, I I just think it was the better move. I I get why they're going with Hangman Page. They're really trying to build him into like a a Sting or trying to think maybe even like a Bret Hart type character that beloved baby face that kind of doesn't exist anymore. Right. Well, like <laughs> it's not happening with Co- it's not happening with Cody. That's not gonna happen. Cause Cody, dude, Cody. Dude, stop with the reality shows. Stop with, like, this branching out. You try to act like you're this guy who loves wrestling so much, and every he's the mids. Every time you turn around, he's doing another reality show. He's doing another game show. He's doing, he's doing everything but wrestling. And, like, AEW, that, that, that fan base is not a fan base where you do that stuff with, man. Right. But I think did, – did they boo him again? Like, as far as uh, – there was – Something with Adam Lambert last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the thing I saw. I was like, well, well, they're 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 not they're not uh, acting the way you're expecting them to act. They're booing all of this. What what a fun surprise Adam Lambert became. Like that guy's a great promo. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, like, I feel fun. I feel like I feel like. That's dumb. Like I don't like, I don't like that gimmick. Like it's, I've seen it a million times. It's so so many people have done it better. I, I don't know. Every I, time he get, every time he gets in a ring, the first thing I say when I see him is, "How about it?" <laughs> he just I don't know why. It just reminds me of Pete Rose when he gets in the ring. How about <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 strange. You know what? I, I get in I get into I get into my head sometimes when I look at. When I look at somebody like that, that, that guy, or like, 
uh, what's it, Brandon, Brandon Cutler or whatever. And I'm like, these people are making a living wage in my business that I've worked my entire life in and I'm serving tables. Like, uh, but at the same time, I have to know that those people suck and, and I don't, you know what I mean? Like that's a way that I justify to myself. I'm like, Oh, those people kind of like suck and maybe people in their real lives don't really respect them. You never know, man. Like, I don't know. You know, like next time they come to town, do they, do they ever like poach up like any like local talent to go wrestle like dark matches or anything like that? I don't know if they do what WWE does when they. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I don't, I don't know how you get it like poached for that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm super thirsty right now, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, it's, it's not easy to not compare yourself to somebody who you see is on TV and in the wrestling business and getting exposure when really hard and don't have it i get it dude i get it i watch these dudes in the ring some of them i'm like dude i could do that like, right that's, that's not really a talent. like brandon cutler like he was a mediocre wrestler he had this little like was a dnd gimmick he would come out with a giant die i yeah. i think for i for him being the lackey to the bucks is a better uh a better thing for him because i think it covers up the fact that he's mediocre and he can just do comedy spots and and then the Bucks get to keep one of their friends around, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, they went to, like, elementary school with the guy. Speaking of friends, where are the good brothers? Did you – Did you? oh, you didn't watch Rampage last night? No. Oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. Rampage I, – I was thinking you were talking about the best friends. The good brothers, I have no idea. The best I friends – I know they were part of, what, Impact? And I haven't seen them on Impact either. I haven't seen clips of them or anything. So. I well, I think I think with, with, like, Kenny walking away, they walk – they, like, stop being – so present on AEW because of Kenny not being there. Kenny was the reason I think that they were coming out to the ring and stuff. Okay. And and now since Kenny's not been there, they they haven't been there. Which well, I, I did see that. That was a great match. It was the best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had, versus the Super Click. That was a great match. Like the Bucks didn't do too much. Where the Bucks start to annoy me with the multiple pinfalls and all the weird stuff they do to drag out a match. Uh-huh. It was just a fun, exciting match, and I like how, I like how Orange Cassidy and uh, uh, what's his name, Trent, Trent Beretta, uh-huh. ended up being like getting profiled very well in that match. I thought that yeah. was really good. You know what I, I noticed just yesterday, which I hadn't noticed before. Uh, uh, Trent, Trent for a while had his uh, had his uh, Twitter handle was Trent with a question mark, and the ring announcer announced him as. Trent Beretta <laughs> oh, on uh, Rampage last night. I thought that was weird. His weird vertebraker I don't like. like yeah. Uh, but, but like, honestly, man, you got to go. Like, this guy, he had, like, spinal fusion surgery, like, vertebrae surgery. And this, yeah, and he's back. And he's still bumping the same way he was before. Oh yeah, dude! Like last week with the van, with Sue and the van, you know, the caravan showing up and him getting out, and then dropping the best friends music. I thought they did a great job bringing him back and profiling him, man. Like what? he was what? always a solid wrestler. Like even in WWE, when WWE booted him, he was good back then. What's what's uh, weird is um, 
oh the the young bucks like it's 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 kind of strange to be like to be like the CEOs or like the the VPs or whatever and like have inside knowledge of the the like goings on of of AEW and uh, to incorporate kind of incorporate that into whatever you're talking about like they were they did a promo backstage where they were like where they were like crap talking on uh, the best friends and the best friend's mom or Trent Beretta's mom and then they're like oh we're gonna take her job but and then they're like What's we're gonna end her career and there was like what and it's like yeah she gets w2s like <laughs> like that was like all right she's never paid a single due I'm sure. <laughs> But, she, she does a better job than uh, Buck Bagwell's mom. Yeah, we just put her own palette. Shell Benjamin's mom. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Sheldon Benjamin's creepy mom. How many more moms? How many moms are gonna have to get into the business before we realize none of them have any talent? Look, I, I, I like the gimmick with her coming down with the caravan, but then later they brought her in the ring and she was dancing in the ring. I'm like, oh, oh, mom, mom, don't do that. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I want to talk about is Kevin Owens got paid. Yeah, I, I didn't hear too many actual details on that, and I was going to ask you if you had. Uh, Kevin Owens did an extension. It looks like possibly I didn't get the full beats, but I think it's two years, and he got they haven't given a number out yet, but they had to pay him. They had, I yeah. think it's in two to three million. I think it was, is the, is the rumor. I don't know wow. if a million and a half a year or a million a year, but he got, and like, you know what? It sucks that he won't be in AEW and I can't see those matches in AEW. But with WWE's roster being so bad, like it's, I'm just happy to see Ke like someone like Kevin Owens on WWE's roster. So I have someone to look forward to on WWE. I mean, he I don't think he would be a good fit right away in AEW anyway. Like uh they like they they already got they they eventually yeah, maybe who even knows like think 5 years into the future. Where is the entire wrestling business going to be? WWE will probably be owned by somebody else. And let me uh, also bring that up the point that I was thinking like the whole like Nick Khan connection with The Rock did you see that whole thing that that like conspiracy theories going around that like The Rock will own the WWE because he purchased the XFL from Vince? Uh, I've, heard, I've heard rumors of it. And and uh, he he like is childhood friends with Nick Khan, who's you know the the vice president of WWE. And uh, he his Nick Khan's sister was the showrunner, the the booker for Young Rock when that was on TV. I just don't know, like, uh, how much do you think they're going to sell the company for? Yeah, I don't see, I don't see that, I don't see that decision being made. I mean, you know, The Rock's going to have to get investors. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Like, what's his net worth? I'm looking on now. Yeah, but even if The Rock is, The Rock is not going to spend his own money, and if he can speak if he can uh talk to some venture capitalists and speak them in you know into uh, you know convince them that it's a good idea for them to help him purchase the wwe that that seems more likely than than the rock putting his own money on the line well that's what i see too i see. 
I see more what it happens is the, the rock's going to get a small share, maybe like five or 10% share. And it's going to be like some kind of conglomerate of venture, like you said, venture capitalist. <coughs> Excuse me. And then um, I see him just being the figurehead of WWE when he goes in there. But here's the thing, too. Like, does The Rock want to do that? He's still pretty successful in movies. His movies haven't been that good in the last couple of years. I mean, Red Notice was stupid but fun. Uh, Black Adam's going to be weird because he's a bad guy and they're doing a movie about a bad guy. I, I, I don't know. And that Disney, the, the jungle boat thing or whatever, did not go over well. Did, so, you know, did, it, did it come out? Yeah, it came out. I think it's on Disney Plus already. Oh, man. Jungle Cruise. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it? But he, he averages like, he pulls in like $10 billion a year or something like that. It's like insane how much he pulls in money wise. Like, I'm not look, I'm not looking for I'm not looking for a demotion here. Like in WWE, if you think if he's one of the owners of WWE, he will still have the time to do all the other stuff. You know what I mean? That maybe that's part of him being like, all right, well, I'm only uh, in name and uh, in likeness the figurehead of this company, well, but it's running without me. What they can do is do him as a figurehead, and then what it is is they can do a bunch of pre-recorded shit with him, and then just do it that way. And then he can go do his own thing, and then on Monday nights and all, they'll just do, like, backstage skits with him there. And then, like, you know, kind of like how, I don't know, uh, Botox McMahon, he's so, <laughs> creepy, so creepy looking now, with him pushing Austin Theory, which, hey, I'm not, I'm not against it. Yes. Um, Stole the egg. That reminds me of a move I do. I'd steal the egg. I remember when Matt Flowers came up to us what, like three years ago, and said, "Told us that Austin Theory was going to be be, be the future of wrestling." I think I he was like nineteen at the time. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. But you know, but he also had some problematic stuff, so it looked like it was going to not happen there for a minute. So. You know, it's all, it's all, let's see, like, look, go, go back to the, the analogy of looking at wrestling in five years, right? Yeah. So, in five years, you're still going to have, in, in AEW, like, guys in their 20s who are their top guys, uh, Darby Allen, MJF, uh, what's the guy's name? The, Sammy Guevara, like, it, they're, they're, priming the next kind of generation. And then, yeah. so speaking about that, the, the uh, SmackDown, SmackDown, uh, they had a tag match that was like Charlotte and somebody against, it was oh, and Shotzi. Yeah. Which I, I don't understand, I still don't understand Shotzi being a heel, uh, but you know, whatever. Against uh, uh, Tony Storm and Sasha Banks. At least he's still there, unlike mm -hmm. Tegan Knox, who just got the boot out of nowhere. But I, I, I can see why Tegan Knox got it. She never looked like she was the same after her double knee surgeries. It's a shame. She was a really talented, very good-looking girl, good personality. I think she would have been a star if she didn't blow out both her knees. Uh, yeah, but they had that match. And they finally had Tony Storm win, but it was just a – it was, it was another roll-up. It's just another roll-up. Can, can, can I – say that I think that since Tony Storm's been on the main roster, her matches have sucked. Like, she was so good in NXT. I don't understand why, 
like in WWE, like whatever she's doing, somehow it's just not, it's think, not the same level of good. I think I said it on uh, the one show where uh, you, you jumped, you, you jumped on late because you I think you had a family party or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. I said like, it's a shame. And I told, I was telling people, if you really want to see what Tony Storm's all about, go to NXT UK and watch her matches with Rhea Ripley. And then you're going to see how special Rhea Ripley is too, which people don't really understand because they really haven't handled her well either. Right. They did, and then they let Charlotte steamroller, and she's never been the same. Well, and then they, they they stuck her in a team with the the woman Hurricane, <laughs> and uh, and uh, no one's taking her seriously. Well, of course, because the female Hurricane, the problem the problem with Nikki Ash is she takes herself too seriously. Oh, you can be a superhero too. Whereas the hurricane had that great intro where it looked like he was flying. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Nothing was ever taken seriously. And it was just a more fun gimmick. That yeah. People can get behind. Like you run around telling everybody they can be a superhero. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels, it feels like far from the pulse. You know what I mean? It feels far from the, 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 the point of what you're trying to accomplish with a superhero gimmick. Yeah, it does. Like, and, and calling it almost superhero minimalizes that she's dressed like a superhero. Like, oh, I'm almost a superhero. I'm dressed just like a super. I believe it. No, yeah, but it's still almost, though. No, she, um, if they made her feel like she was a real super, that was the whole thing with the Hurricanes gimmick, too. He actually believed he was a superhero. He would try chokeslamming dudes that were four times the size of him. Right. And it was just hilarious. He would you know, grab him and try to lift him, and he couldn't lift him, but he believed he could. Mm-hmm. And then something would happen where he could actually get him in the air and drop him. And it was like, it was amazing. That's the problem. That's where they're dropping the ball with that. They're not watching what the hurricane did. Right. Again, they don't want to do the same gimmick, but you got to, if you're going to do another superhero gimmick, you kind of have to. <laughs> you you, you kind of have to. Yeah. And I wanted to get back to the Kevin Owens thing real quick, like, because everybody was talking about Owens going to AEW and they're going to start up Mount Rushmore. And all this other stuff. Um, I think what's going to happen now is you have, you have Owens on WWE instead of Mount Rushmore. We're going to get Kyle O'Reilly shows up in a couple weeks, and then I don't know when Roddy's contract's up. And when Roddy leaves, and have the whole undisputed era return or reunited. I don't know what they're going to call themselves. They reunite in AEW. They go to war against the Bucks, Kenny Omega, maybe Hammond, and it could be awesome. It could be absolutely awesome. You know what was uh, you know it was a weird thing I was thinking about during that during that match. Um, <clears throat> what was it? Who was all in the match? It was um, it was Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and somebody else, right? Against against uh, Jura- was not Jurassic Park. Oh, man, who well, was they were wrestling Jurassic Express. It was the three of them versus Jurassic Express and Christian? Oh, I was talking about it yesterday. Oh, yesterday? No, it was the Best Friends versus Super Club. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, okay. So Jurassic Express showed up at the end of the night to, uh, right. to want to go after the titles, which, dude, I'm super excited for that. Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express, I think that could be really good. Okay, so what I was thinking in that match, because uh, I, I, I look at Adam Cole like he's like a main event guy. Yes. And it was like, I was watching Adam Cole in the match with these non-main event guys that like was dragging his value down a bit. Uh, and just wa- just watching the, and 
who else was I think? And I thought that about Bobby Fish too. I was like, Bobby Fish, this Bobby Fish is like a main event guy, and what? Adam Cole was like a main event guy. The Young Bucks are not like main event guys. They're like a, a tag team. That's it. Tell you, man, Bobby. I didn't realize how good he is because, like, he was he was injured so many times when he was in, a, in NXT. Right. Mm-hmm. That that top rope Falcon's arrow he pulled off. Right. Oh, like, like like it was effortlessly. It, it was like it, he made it look super easy, and it was just like, oh yeah, this is a completely complex. Very you got you got you got to have it timed so perfectly. And then he adds his Muay Thai background and everything he does, and he's just he's just so pretty to watch. So pretty. Same with Adam. Adam Cole is just so pretty to watch. And um, I see what you're talking about. It, it almost devalues him. But what I think it is, is he brought too many guys in. And well, yeah, that's that's what the other reason why I said I don't think Kevin Owens would fit. It, like now, like current, the current AEW, Kevin Owens wouldn't fit because, or Kevin Steen wouldn't fit because there's they brought in so many people. How can you highlight all of those people? Yeah, and then uh, Malachi Black, his boy from uh, ROH, just got signed. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a weird feeling Johnny Gargano showing up in a week or two. You know, if they don't, if they don't figure out, I hope they don't. I hope Johnny doesn't re-sign with NXT. He's just going to be a trainer, and I just think he's so good. I, I, I think he deserves like because he never got on WWE. I think he deserves to be like on a main event show to show how good he is. I mean, he was he was the guy. He was on like he was on Raw a couple of times, maybe right. Yeah. yeah, well, they were doing that thing where him and uh, Champa, Champa, yeah, feuding for the tag they're, titles. With and they were they were feuding with each other in NXT, and they're like, "Oh look, they're a team here now in the main yeah. roster." Like, like the continuity. What's that got in here? Yeah, and they're feuding with Ricochet and uh, well, Malachi Ma- Black now. Malachi, yeah. And it was dude. Their their matches were stellar, absolutely stellar. God, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Ricochet just makes me sad. He just makes me sad. It's because they, they're, it's impossible to use him correctly in WWE. Dude, did you watch Did you watch Ridge Holland against Cesaro last night? No. Oh, boy. That was that was good. That was a good match. Was it? I think yeah. it would probably be real hard-hitting. Yes. It I was. Just, I don't know. I just, I have no desire to watch anything with Sheamus in it anymore. <laughs> And it's not against Sheamus. He's really good. I'm just—he's been there for so long. It's just—he's just overexposed. Yeah, you're overexposed to Sheamus. Like you're like, oh man, what now? Like, he's, oh, what? And he's what? Super talented. Mm-hmm. He, he can wrestle. He can brawl better than anybody I like. I've seen. Like he—he's so talented. But it's just like enough. Now, go away for why? That's the whole thing with WWE. They just won't send people away. Like put them under like their downside or whatever, and tell them to like sit on their butt for about three, four months and just take a rest, bring them back. You know, just give us a break. Yeah, I see where we're coming from on that. I, I could definitely, I, you know, I think, but he would definitely benefit from taking some time off of going away. And maybe, maybe it would have been a, a perfect time when he like broke his nose when he got his nose all damaged, and instead of having him come with a with a uh, fiberglass mask onto his face, they should just have him sit at home for a couple months. Pretty much, I think that's what they should have done. But uh, you know, but maybe that's a maybe that's a pride thing. Maybe that's an ego thing. And he's like, "Oh, look, I want to show how tough I am. I can take that and still come back." I don't. Yeah, I, who knows? The whole thing, though, is like um, 
I don't know. I, I think I think he broke his nose and Vince because he loves that face mask gimmick. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. had a hundred people do it now. Yeah, Cody Rhodes did it. Cody Rhodes did it. Trish Stratus did it. Scott Steiner did it. Randy Orton did it. Like I think Cody Rhodes did it the best. Yeah, totally. With the bag and everything, the bags were the best. That he made everybody in the audience put bags on over their heads. He did a Victor Von Doom gimmick. He basically did a gimmick where he was Victor Von Doom because if you know anything about the comics and Doom, mm-hmm. Doom wears a mask because he was like this beautiful man. All he had was like a cut here, right? And he, and he thought he was ugly for the rest of his life, and that's why he wears the mask. And I thought it was really good how he didn't want people looking at him. He put the mask on her head, and like I thought that was, I mean, the bags. It was such a great gimmick. Well, I I've been saying like he should bring that back for his heel run in AEW if he if if. Dude, a heel Cody in AEW would be so money, but like he is forcing himself to go against that. Like he is pushing the idea of being a heel out because if he's a heel in WWE, people on the outside who are trying to watch his reality show or watch him on the Go Big show won't like him, and he mm-hmm. wants to be universally liked in everything else besides wrestling too. And that's you know people understand that. It, it doesn't have to just because you're a heel on a TV on a pro wrestling show doesn't mean that people aren't going to like you other where other places, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I just, that's one of the things I detach from when it comes to AEW. I really don't pay attention to anything Cody's doing. Uh, I mean, we get to look forward to what is it? CM Punk sting and Darby Allen wrestling next. Is it next week? Is it a six man tag? Yeah. Six man tag. With the with the Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, yeah. and is Dan Lambert in that match? No, I think somebody else is. I got. I think it's uh, it's uh, who's Punk feuding with? MJF. MJF. Yeah, I think it's MJF. Uh, it's it's just one of those rare things we're gonna see CM Punk and Sting in a tag team match. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I. I, I, I mean, I'm cool with watching it. I mean, but it's just strange to see. Did, did you, uh, did you hear the, the cult of meat with extra cheese? Uh, what? <laughs> somebody, somebody had sent in, like, I guess, uh, Jim Cornette wrote these words down for the, the, like the, it's the the cheeseburger version of the cult of personality song. Really? Oh my god! It's so dumb. look on my plate. What do you see? The cult of meat with extra cheese. It, yeah, you, it's definitely worth checking out. It's so dumb. I had to take a break from Jim. I love Jim Cornette, but man, there's some days it's just like, dude, his anger and his negativity. <laughs> I just have to take a break from all that. You know, a lot of these wrestling shows are so negative. They never talk about the positives. The only one that does is like Simon Miller. Like he's the only one that tries to like accentuate all the positives of wrestling. We try to do it here. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I listen to I listen to Jr. Also, and Jr. is pretty positive about. Is he? Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty up about uh, about loving the business and not fat shaming wrestling fans. He said, like he said, like people who shame wrestling fans, it's like fat shaming, but somehow it's more acceptable. Don't do that. 
love, these are people who are passionate about something. You should acknowledge that. You should celebrate that. They have something that they love. And, and you're going to play it off like it's like, it, you know, get over yourself. Yeah, I'm probably, one good thing is I'm probably going to start seeing AEW more because I got a couple of requests on Wednesday nights when I bartend to put on one of the TVs. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, it all depends on the Sixers and Flyers, if I can put it on or not. But, uh, yeah, it's, I'm going to try to, I've been trying to catch up on it because it's just a lot of good stuff going on. I've been paying attention to that. I've been checking out the uh, Matt Cardona versus Moose over at Impact. Okay, I haven't checked any of that out. Uh, well, I don't think Cardona's winning, so. I mean, I don't know. That's all I've been doing, and then I, you know, I tried to watch some of the Raw on Monday, and I just couldn't do it. Does Impact have fans back in their building yet, or is it still empty buildings? I don't know why you would have empty buildings still. Like the pandemic's been over. Did they? Do they still have it? I don't know. I can't remember. No, they have crowds, but they're really small. It's like a little television studio. Uh huh. It's just, it feels like it's happening in a vacuum. You know what I mean? It feels like no one's paying attention to it. It kind of feels just like episodes of my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do apologize. I didn't see uh, the final ROH pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any of that. I apologize. I heard it was really good. I heard a lot of guys who were ROH guys from AEW popped up in the show. Yeah, I saw that CM Punk did like a pre-recorded I, I tried uh, to watch it. Message. I saw Bad quality. Like a poor quality, like recording. Mm -hmm. But no, nah, yeah, it's just, that's all I've been doing. I, I watched, uh, like you said, I watched the girls wrestle the tag match. I saw the Roman Reigns thing. I'm kind of over Xavier Woods as the king already. Um, you know, it's it seems it seems very much like. It seems very much like it's hokey as hell. Like it's just so. It's like for it's like for little kids. It feels like something that's for little kids. I don't mind that's hokey. My whole problem is, um, I thought it was going to lead to something. I thought he was going to either like end up turning on Kofi or something like that, and being like an evil king or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like him standing there with Kofi next to him doing the same New Day stuff they were doing before. Except for now he's talking like King Buka. Yeah, and then people are like kissing his ring. And I was like, ah, oh, I just I can't do it. Can't do Dude, it. The, the, the whole like backstage segment where there's like a whole bunch of like main roster dudes who are like, oh, boo, the king, man, and kissing his ring and all that stuff. It made me go like, how badly do these people who are doing extra work in this scene feel like yeah who are main like main roster dudes looking like jobbery yeah the same same with like when there was a bunch of main roster dudes cheering for an egg and vince mcmahon getting out of a truck like no one cared like no one no one would do that in real life you know one would not not once not once would anyone ever do that it makes kind of it kind of makes i mean i don't want to say i'd be embarrassed if i were them but like i just wouldn't do it like i would be like that no dude that's not like like <laughs> I don't know. the the uh the dcw show this weekend yeah they were like 
they were like, oh, after the main event's over, we're doing this segment to, like, tease for the Rumble. Uh, this is all who's going out. This guy's, this guy's, this guy's go out. And they said me. And I was like, I'm not going out there. No, nah, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's, like, eh, the Battle Royal running gimmick setups are, like, for mid-carters. And I'm a main eventer. I'm not doing it. How did your uh, how did your match with Eddie Valentine go? It was awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> see, see, we'll be able to watch it on DCW Overdrive TV. I think on Christmas Day uh, nice. is is when Rick said it would be up on the YouTube channel. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know that um, I, it, when I hit I hit my finisher, it felt like it couldn't have been hit better. Like I, it was like the perfect hit. And then as soon as I, as soon as I pinned him and like got off, he rolled over and puked all over the mat. Really? Mm-hmm. Picture perfect. Jesus. You all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was just, he, he said that, uh, he landed on something. He landed on his kidneys or something when it came to the, the finisher move. So, something like that, or his ribs, or something, and it just it just triggered something. I mean, it's not the first time he's puked in a match. I've seen it before. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he's 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 all right. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's doing great. Um, but the uh, the matches the matches on the on the DC on the DCW card as as time goes on, it looks like uh, the company is going to be getting better and better. Uh, the storylines are all set up to make everybody look like TV stars, yeah. even though you know, even though we're just a local independent show <laughs> that that runs at a rinky ding fire hall with a hundred fans. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's more pro wrestling than anything else anyone else is ever doing. <laughs> All right, well, let's do uh, let's do uh, what's let's who wins love wrestling. My sicky boy needs to go back to bed. <laughs> can, can, wait, can you can you can you fumble through the? I think it's about that time. Say that old, where we shine a light. I don't remember what he says. Ever. I think it's about that time where every week we shine the spotlight on who we think did the best. In a segment we like to call This Hokey Show. <laughs> this is the most B rate episode of Rassle Rock you'll get <laughs> this year. This is this is is this gonna be the last episode that we record in of twenty twenty one? Uh, or, or wait, we should, yeah, we should do that as a kind of a wrap up of like the best, the best stuff from 2021. We should do That's a whole. <laughs> Whoa. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying don't have fun with it. <laughs> it can be fun. I'm saying, oh, just, just do work. It's just going to do a bunch of work and it's not going to be rewarding at all. I think uh, we could have some fun with it. Anyway, who do you got for a pick on who wins wrestling? 
I am definitely going with Kevin Owens. I think uh, he got the money he deserved for everything he's put in the WWE, uh, all the years, all the pain. Uh, he's done a butt flick. I, I thought he was done, and then he turned around and put him through a table on Monday night. I was like, geez, man, like this guy gets no respect. Um, yeah, I, I really i am glad he's still with WWE. Like I said, it gives me someone to look forward to watching on Raw because uh, Raw is really rough for me right now unless it's like AJ Styles and he's barely on right now. Good. Yeah, good for him, man. Like, good, good to uh, know your worth and leverage, so you can get paid. And get paid to care. All right, good pick, good pick, good and good reasons, good reasons for that pick. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, Brian Danielson because that was definitely like I, I for sure ranked that up. Like watching that match from start to finish. I mean, even watching the picture-in-picture, picture, it was such a good match that I would say it's still, like, one of the all... Like, it's already one of the all-time best wrestling matches, like, ever. He's, he's just killed it since he's walked in the door in AEW. Like, his, his Kenny Omega match was great. Uh, a couple of those... Dark Cole, Cole, matches Cole, Cabana, Cole Cabana match was really, really good. Really good, where he knocked the caps out of Cole Cabana's face. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the John Silver match was good. Like he, he, he's just been rolling, and I. It's like the weird thing is, you can tell us. You, you, you can tell he still hasn't even hit a stride yet. That's that's just, that's the insane thing about you know. Right. Yeah, he's definitely going to be their world champion, and he'll make that world championship mean something that no one else has been able to do. Yeah, like the belt will be more legitimized than anything else that has ever happened with that belt. Like, for sure. I mean, I get it. Chris Jericho was the first champion. Chris Jericho, uh, uh, he he legitimized the company by being their first world champion. But also, uh, got to give honorable mention to Hangman Page. I mean, the it... He put on one of the Dan best matches he's Dan had. Daniel career. Bryan cannot have a great match with somebody without them also being great. No, it was like, one of the best matches he had all his entire career. That was, that was for sure. Top for sure. matches he had. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, that's all, that's all good that he did that. I mean, it, it helps make <coughs> his star shine brighter. Yeah. Well, we, I want to I want to mention something, and I, and I mentioned this on the show before, and and I, <laughs> it's to me one of the problems with any booking these days. I don't get it. I really dislike it very much when somebody is the champion, and they gotta fight somebody, and this person has to beat them for a chance to get their championship. Like so, just. You gotta beat the champion twice. I don't like that. I never like that. And it's all like within the first, within the last like five years, they've started doing this. Like WWE, WWE does it more than anybody. They always right. do that. Like like we saw Tony Storm pin Charlotte Flair. Right. You know, like they do this thing where it's like, and oh, they, you have to like beat the champion multiple times before you get your championship match. Right. That's so dumb. Like it feels like a video game. It doesn't feel like. Like, if you beat the championship, if you beat the champion and you don't get the championship, you're like, oh, well, now, now, now they're going to know that they're, they're easily beat by me and they'll, they'll, 
work harder to think about how to get around my stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, it's it, psychology wise. It, and, and the fact, like, why did they do a match? Why did AEW do a match for the dynamite diamond ring, which isn't a championship? Like, how is he now going on three-time champion? You've never lost the thing. You can't be three-time champion of a thing that yeah. isn't a belt, it isn't an official thing. Like, and like there was a battle royal for your thing. You're still holding it, and you're in that battle royal. I just don't get that. Like, why is that? Why is that uh, compelling? Why is that something that people are like, oh wow, he might lose his diamond ring by Zales. He went to Jared. I don't know. I really think he shouldn't have won. I mean, three times in a row. I, I get what they're doing, but like, I think it would have been better if Punk came down and cost him it. You know, just to add more heat onto the fire for their, for their match. I, I I don't think he needed to have it for the third time. I don't think it should have been Dante Martin either. I think it should have been somebody else. But you know, I I, I definitely think they they needed to put that ring. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the ring anyway. Look weird, and the ring looks stupid. And and then they just had the Usos get beat by the New Day, so that they're going to wrestle them for the titles at the Day One pay per view. It's like, why did they lose? Why did they lose though? Like they're they're the champions. Why did you make your champions lose? Like they yeah. they like go way out of their way to protect some people from losing. And why aren't they protecting their champions from losing? <laughs> it doesn't make you look like you're somebody who deserves to stay champion if you can get beat like that. Yeah, like you said, WWE's done it for years. Like everybody always beats the champion, and then they beat, they roll up the champion, and then they do this, and then you finally get to the championship match, and either they finally lose and never beat the champion, or they beat the champion. And there's no impact on beating the champion because he's already done it three times. Right. Yeah, the, it's it's instead of a pop, it's a poop. The crowd don't care. Yeah, that, I, speaking of that crowd, man, that that SmackDown crowd—they have got to stop sweetening the crowd noise. Yeah, like, it's it makes no sense. Like the noise that goes off there in certain moves, and what's interesting, man? What's interesting is that the crowd is really torn in that whole Brock and Roman thing because the crowd loves Roman. They're yeah. they were chanting like crazy for him. Like when he did the acknowledge me thing, they would not stop acknowledging him. But it's you know, it's it's funny to see because he's so good. It's like people are like, oh we can't deny that this guy is as good as he says he is. Yeah, well the thing is like he's now established. You need to and he's the main guy, you need to make a number two. You need you need to finally go into SmackDown and make someone that's like at least, you know, someone else that will interest you and actually want to go see SmackDown, let alone a pay-per-view with any of the characters in it. They just don't have a two yet. It's like, dude. Would it be, would there, <laughs> you think about, about Sami Zayn's short buff nurses? <laughs> that's so stupid like everybody who watched that was like yeah we know these guys are just like local indie wrestling guys like these aren't just buff nurses and and, and also the, the fact that Brock went to throw them both out of the ring and both of them couldn't get out of the ring correctly like did you 
it was just a like a as we say herky jerky. It was very herky jerky, and these guys couldn't like figure out that going through the middle. Just go over the top if you can't. Like I don't understand what what. I I think what I think what it was is they're not used to Brock and Brock just leveled them and they were so caught up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably they're like, oh man, this guy's hitting me. This guy's hitting us for real. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. And they, yeah, they just got mauled by him. They had no idea what to do. And they didn't even know where, like, which part of the ring they were facing. Anything by the time he was done hitting them. Yeah. All right, man. I think I think that's about it for us. Um, you got anything you gonna plug or anything, Mark? No. Yeah. No. I'm gonna go back to bed for like three hours because I still have to work tonight. Uh, everybody. Right. Yeah. That's that's very true. I'm. I see it. I'm in the rest. I'm in the industry now. I get it. <laughs> uh, but uh, check out WrestleRock.com for all the T-shirts. Check out Rick's YouTube channel. Check out YouTube the WrestleRock YouTube channel. Uh, Rick's been putting up these WrestleBell Rock videos. Each one of them is associated with the charity. Very fun. Very entertaining. And, and and all to raise awareness for these charities. So one one more time, I have to say it, I have to say it, even if he's not here to hear me say it. What a what a human! What a human who's very interested in giving back to humans, even when he doesn't have tons to give. He will do everything he possibly can to yeah, to the, you know use his resources. So I'm I'm very pr- I'm very proud of my friend. And um, I would really like everyone to hit subscribe to the YouTube channel and blow it up for the efforts that that this man is making. Also, uh, check out my podcast, Evolving with Corey Castle, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you subscribe to Quality Podcasts. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Corey Castle, right here on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, at Corey Castle. Uh, my, my DMs are always open. Need a friend? Need 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 somebody to talk to about wrestling? You wanna you wanna uh, let me know you exist? That's what I love. I love knowing that the words that we're speaking into these microphones are going into the ears of people who care. So if you care, let us know you exist. Comment below on YouTube, and uh, you know, follow us on follow us on stuff, and you know, jump into the DMs and let us know what you think. For Rick Connor, for Mark Kalbacher, I'm Corey Castle. Oh, wait. No. No, you know what? I'll say it like Rick does. For all Wrestle Rock, I'm Corey Castle. Mark Kalbacher. And be fun. Have safe. Let's take it out like we always do with Mr. Nick Burke. It's so hard to say goodbye. That's how it goes, right? (laughs) Take care, guys. Yeah. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Join us again for another episode of Rassle Rock. This has been Jay Davis speaking.